If you are watching back, please do let me know if you're watching this back. I appreciate that a lot of people got coming home from work, putting kids to bed, doing their thing, right? So, are we ready for the first session? Okay, first session. Here is a statistic. Here is a statistic for you. We have lost 65% of the people that registered. Okay, so of the 500 people that... I need to shave my hair off. Of the 500 people that sign up, and registered for this program since last Thursday, 65% of people have not shown up. All right, so if you are here, congratulations. Well done for being here. All right, um, what you'll often see through this, um, uh, that used to affect me, that used to affect me, that amount of people that did not show up, right? And don't take this the wrong way. I had to get to a point where I just had to give up with trying to save everybody because I can't literally I cannot make people show up right you have to be willing to show up to to make the changes right if you want to have a better marriage if you want to be a better dad if you want to have a body you're proud of you want to thrive in your career you've got to show the fuck up right if you're not going to show the fuck up don't waste my time I don't have time to waste I have too many men that actually are interested so if you're here if you're watching back if you're involved then great like be super proud of yourself you are in that percentage by wednesday guys by wednesday we will be down to our last 20 percent only showing up all right so that means that 80 by wednesday 80 percent of you will not be here eat and and, and after there's 45 people watching now i have never known it on wednesday night there'll probably be only 20 people watching live because in the next 48 hours are at least another 20 People that who said they were going to be engaged would have got distracted and would have got taken off down down life's route, right? Black hole. And it has not changed, has not changed since the first one that I did in March 2018. Has never changed, guys. And it's it's and it's sobering. And many people come back maybe a year later after doing their first five day, and um, they go, "Oh, fucking, I've just wasted the last two years." Imagine wasting two years, fucking. Within being in a mindset of intent, right? Hundred percent. People do not want to put the work in because it is hard work. It's hard to change, guys. I have got no magic pill for you. I've got nothing around the corner that says, "Hey, this is how you're suddenly going to be a better man." Okay, there is no shiny object or shiny tool. There is no hack. There is just pure hard work. And there's and there's a percentage of you that's still here. Okay, percentage of you still here. There's 35% still with their foot in the game, still with the opportunity to get through the five days and actually do something for themselves. So I thought I'd start with that stat because it's a bit of an eye-opener for a lot of people. I've kind of got to the point now, guys, where I'm just like, listen, if you're not prepared to put the work in, if you don't want to do the work, okay, you go and fucking deal with your life, okay? I'm ready fucking, as soon as men are ready to walk from my front door, put the work in, like, we're ready to go, okay? We're ready to go. So... We're going to get into today's uh, challenge. I'm going to talk about why uh, this challenge is so important, why I chose this challenge, okay, and how we go about building from the challenge. Now, if you've read this first book here, it's a state of mind. You may have already done this, okay? And um, I think that you might have got some clarity out today. Before you start anything, whether you, uh, for, for every single one of my clients, 
I would say that 90% of those clients have come through this system. This is their day one, week one. So today is their day one, week one of them reconstructing their life. Okay. Um, so we have to have a start point. There has to be a place where we stop, we look and we accept and we stop pretending that these bad things in our lives are, are, are not happening. We've got to accept that they are happening. We've got to accept the distractions. We've got to accept that we're not performing the way that we see. We've got to cut the bullshit, all right? So that's what we've got to do. And the best way to do that is by performing a life audit, okay? So just before I go into any further, just if you have questions, please, um, please wait to the questions to the very end because there's no way I can keep up with the comments on here and trying to deliver. There will be plenty of opportunity for chat at the end. Um, so we need to start point. We need to know where we're at, okay? And I would urge all of you to do the audit again tomorrow after 24 hours, okay? Obviously, we don't have 24 hours to waste. So I want you to think about it because a lot of the time we do it, we bullshit ourselves, we fudge it because we don't want it to be as bad as it seems. Um, sometimes we're truly honest with ourselves. Maybe we're a little too harsh with ourselves. I don't know. But wherever you are, that is where you have placed yourself. You have made that decision to give yourself a score with an explanation of why. So if you listen to it, I asked you, why did you score that? And it's important to understand the why before we move forwards. And we have to take our head out of the sand because too, too often we bury our head in the sand. We avoid the problem. We wear the masks. We drink to numb the pain. We do lots of other like bad things that really don't benefit us, our relationships, our career, our businesses, our health. And we do that to avoid facing the reflection in the mirror. And all of you that have taken part in today's task have actually stepped up, looked in front of the mirror and gone, this is where I'm at, okay? It's nothing to be ashamed of, okay? It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing to start feeling sorry for, your, for yourself. Don't start falling into a pity party of, oh God, I'm just this and that. You are where you are. It is what it is. Now we get to work in terms of moving forwards from it. All right, does that make sense to everyone? So hopefully, <coughs> excuse me, so hopefully you will um, have got a little bit of an insight as to what, what is required to move forwards, all right? So if that makes sense to you, just please hit the, the, thumb, the thumbs button. Obviously, engagement is really important so that you understand and I know where you are in the feed because I think you're about 10, 15 seconds behind. Once we start seeing them, great, perfect, okay? So what I'm gonna go through today is how to build your state of mind, okay, so that everything that we go through that makes us an average operator, okay, and it is what it is, you are what you are, okay, reading through a lot of those comments today, we're just performing at an average level, okay, we want to raise that, okay, and it's not a criticism, it's a fact, Okay? If we want to live a better life, we want to be more conditioned mentally, emotionally, physically, we have to raise our game. Okay? And I had a conversation with a guy today who was asking for some words of wisdom. And um, I can't remember his name, so I apologize. I was asking, the, it was in the question section. He runs a family business, life's off. And I said to him, what's the one thing that you really need to change? And he said, oh, I just don't know. It's everything. It's... And I said to him, Nothing I say will ever change you because you are not ready to change. And you have to be willing to get out of this average operator mentality and elite operator mentality. Otherwise, you may as well leave these five days now. Okay, you may as well leave these five days now. 
Whenever we invite people into our world, into our coaching world, right, we have introduced an, uh, an application system because we want to actually make sure you're gonna do the work. We wanna make sure that you're willing to spend two or three minutes giving us some information about you before you go on to the next stage. So there is, there's a two-way thing. There's always a two-way relationship. We're gonna show up and provide the training, the accountability, the focus. I'm gonna show you how to do, get to this in these five days, and it's only gonna cost you time and energy but you have to be willing to say, yeah, I wanna get out of this. So let's just remind ourselves what those things are, right? So let me just come this side. The average operator, emotionally distracted. So being distracted by things that we think are problems. Okay, stress, personal and professional problems that are causing the stress. Overthinking and overwhelm, okay? Fear of judgment, fear of failure, fear of rejection, uh, procrastination, okay, um, the weak mentality, falling back to that, and then self-doubt. So this is, uh, this is us, all right? And what ends up happening here, let me just put my tea down. So what ends up happening here is all of these things, there's probably more in here. There's, there's enough room for more here, but I just want, you get, you get the picture, right? You get the picture. So all of these things, what they end up doing is invading your headspace, all of these things. So I often put this into a military context, being an ex-military man. I often think of this as an FOB, a forward operating base, okay? So in here is all of our troops, all of our ammunition, our lives to stay alive. And in each corner, what we have is a sentry. And those sentries are made up of the four pillars that I often base our training and our construction around, okay? And they are health, so mental, emotional, and physical, personal development, personal and professional development, relationship, connections with the people that matter the most. I'll put that there twice. Press-ups for me later. And then business, okay? Whether you run a business or whether you have a career, whatever it might be, it's about how we run ourselves in here. And to make that this strong Okay, to resist this, we have to have balance between the two. What I read a lot through with, with your comments and comments throughout the last four and a half years and still working with guys in the Elite Brotherhood, my Elite Squad, my Elite 28 Day, Elite 90, all of the programs, thousands of people that we train is the same situation is that this is taking over all of this. Okay, business slash career is usually affecting the way that you show up in your relationship. It's affecting the fact that you're not doing any personal development. By the way, well done for being here and doing your personal development, and it affects your health. So a lot of this is usually from here. There is elements that's on here, but when we have an imbalance, what we end up doing is we tend to leave ourselves open. And because we're not working on all of these things, our sentries are not keeping our headspace safe. So what ends up happening is that all of this encroaches into your state of mind, okay? Whether you wanna call it a thought, a HQ, a state of mind. So because this is quite weak, and this is the weak mentality that I talk about, because you're just coping, because you're just firefighting, because you're just uh, scrambling, um, and you're going round and round in circles, you are not strong enough mentally and emotionally, okay, to deal with all of this. So your relationships suffer. You come home, you're snappy, 
you're disconnected, you're on your phone, you're playing catch up with work, you're prioritizing other things, you're watching Netflix to 12 o'clock at night to find something, some form of adventure or escape from all of that pressure. Your health suffers because you always say to yourself, I don't have time to train. I don't have time to go for a run. And my, my, my reply is always, you've got 168 hours in a week, okay? If you can find one hour at that 168 hour week to do three 20 minute sessions a week for the rest of your life, it would change your life. And when you put it into context and you see that vision, right, it will change your life. PD, you could be on the toilet taking a shit and you could read her a chapter of the book every single time you took a shit, okay? Sometimes if you took two in one day, you could read two chapters. That's almost a book a month. There are no excuses. You're just blind to the opportunities that you have because this is so corrupted from the enemy breaking through. Does that make sense to everyone right now? If that makes sense, just please hit the love heart button. I'm gonna make sure everyone's with me so far. Great, perfect. So what my job role is and my team's job and my program's job and my experience has taught me is that we need a counter to this, okay? We need to make a counter to this. We need to make sure that we're building some level of control in our lives again. Okay, so what we have are key principles that we work, right? I got a book in the toilet. Hey, some of you might be watching this on the loo. Um, So we have five key um, frameworks sorry, five key frameworks that we work from to fight back. So the first one is remember the mission, all right? So if you have read this book, remember the mission. This is my recent book I wrote this last year. This was about building vision in your life, okay? Having vision, finding a path, um, and and building that path. One of the things that I'm gonna be doing on Friday at 12.45 is a bonus training session on how to map out a 10-year vision, okay? How to map out a 10-year vision. It's like, mind fucking for a lot of people but I promise you um, it's it's worth it so by having vision what you have is a sense of purpose a sense of direction um, a sense of clarity um, and I often talk about this scenario if I dropped you off in the middle of a desert right and I dropped you off in a helo and you had no tools you had no compass no map no direction no idea where you were going and I said you need to get yourself out of the desert you literally wouldn't know which way to go, right? You wouldn't know where to go forwards, left, right, back. Like, you'd be clueless. It would be guessing. And that's what a lot of you are doing right now. You're just guessing which direction to go, okay? Because we're not thinking that far ahead. But if I dropped you off and I gave you a route card, a map, a compass, and a reference point, and I said, like, I want you to be at the top of that reference point right over there, you could work out a route card or a blueprint how to get out of there following your route card, putting points on the map, using your compass, going step by step all the way soon, right? All the way to your extraction point. And that's in theory what the mission is. You create a mission. This is something we do in our programs and something we harp on about all the time. And suddenly you create vision and you create checkpoints for your life to be moving to. In the real world, we call them goals, okay? And then we call it planning to make sure those goals become achieved. So when we have this, this gives us purpose and direction, all of those things, right? The next thing is three C's. It's quite small. You probably can't see it. So those three C's, they stand for, first one is consistency of action. 
Consistency is lost when there is zero focus, when you are complicating the process, or when the outcome isn't worth showing up for, isn't strong enough for showing up for. Okay, consistency comes from that hunger to achieve an outcome. And when it comes overwhelming, when you want it too soon and you're trying to sprint a marathon, okay, rather than walk it first, you overwhelm yourself and you lose that consistency. So by having this mission here, you allow yourself to be more consistent with your action. And the thing about consistency is that it's about smaller chunks thinking about the bigger picture, not trying to achieve it all as quickly as possible because you can't rewire your mindset. We, we are here trying to rewire your mindset. I'm not here to try and give you a quick fix and show you how to get a six pack and your biceps and your shoulders. I'm not, that will become part of, part of the byproduct of you being in more control. Second C is control. Control of your time, your energy, and your focus. So being able to focus where your time's going, managing that time, having barriers in place between work and personal space, and me space, i.e. space for you to do the things that you wanna do. Then the last C is clarity. Now clarity really gives us that reassurance. It's the antidote to anxiety, because anxiety is the fear of the unknown, right? But if we have clarity, then man, that's a powerful tool to have, to know your direction, to know what you want, to know what you're working towards. And a lot of the time, we don't always know what we want, but we figure that out through the process, okay? Through the process, we start to learn more about what we want out of life. So that's the three C's. Then 1%. 1% is our rule to showing up. All you need to do is show up 1% a day for the rest of your life. Now, a 1% win could be beating a snooze alarm. <laughs> Excuse me. It could be tracking your calories. It could be telling your wife you love her. It could be turning your phone off when you get home. Okay, it could be uh, raining outside and you still went for your morning routine or your run. 1% wins are building up the tiny, tiny wins. Okay, so when we end up going like this, all these little tiny wins, and what they do is they all build up and eventually we have this big win, this big outcome, okay? And then we go back to lots of little wins. Let me give you an example. So um, <clears throat> I started my business, I've been in business um, nine years, okay, nine years, full time. And um, we were in a tiny, tiny, tiny little terraced house, okay, um, just when I left the military. And then my family expanded. So we then had another two children, I remarried. And then all of a sudden, we were in a tiny three bedroom house. We had, a, um, we had four children and us two. So it was crammed, it was absolutely crammed. And from continuing to show up to work in the business over and over and over again, overcoming adversity, problems, dilemmas, stresses, after putting all of the work in, after eight years, we managed to get the house of our dreams. Now we are not materialistic, we don't buy nice clothes, we don't really like have nice cars. All we wanted was a home to be able to live in. And that was a a great example of showing up 1% a day towards the business. Showing up, learning, failing, learning, failing, learning, failing, growing, evolving. Learn, grow, repeat, learn, grow, repeat. And it's just that relentlessness to want to succeed, right? It's the resilience that you show, it's the resolve that you show when you're up against it. And a lot of people say to me, like, what do you do when you're not motivated? You still show the fuck up. Like, 
There's going to be days when you just wake up and you think, fuck this. There's going to be days when there's people throwing fucking stones at you. There's going to be problems coming out of your ears, left, right and centre. There's going to be curveballs. But that is life. They are not problems. They are simply obstacles in the road that you have to deal with. And this is the mentality that I'm trying to get through to blokes, is that you've got to stop looking at everything that comes in front of you as a fucking problem. Because then you start fucking tripping out and you start feeling sorry for yourself and you start turning into that weak average mentality that really doesn't allow you to lead and dominate the situation like you're meant to. And it's not a case of, hey, go and take a man up pill. It's a case of stand up and be counted because if you're not happy with this situation, it's not going to change itself. Listening and reading motivational quotes every day is not going to change you. Motivation is shit. Okay? Motivation is shit. Motivation is like an emotion, right? When you get angry, happy, or sad, it comes and it goes. Okay? It comes and it goes. What you need is what's coming next is that emotional connection. You cannot rely on motivation to get you up in the morning. You cannot rely on motivation to achieve your goals. You cannot rely on motivation to keep a marriage and the connection with your kids because it is not strong enough. So fuck motivation out of your heads right now and stop looking for motivation and start looking for an emotional connection to be here when it gets difficult, okay? That is absolutely critical. Look at a football fan. Look at a football fan, classic example. When you look at a football player, uh, a, a, a football team, and you look at the raw passion that goes on in that stadium, okay, with all of the um, protesting that goes on when they're not happy about something in the club, with all of the heartbreak when they've lost something at the last minute, there's raw passion there, right? We are emotional creatures. When we're emotional about something, when we understand the emotional reason to showing up, you become unbreak. Nothing can get in your way. Not some rain when it's 4.15 in the morning. Like when I, there's some days when I wake up and I wake up at 4.15 in the morning and I've got everything ready and it's half four and I'm looking at a dog and the dog's looking at me and all we can hear is torrential rain outside with the wind howling. We're like, someone's going to be wet. If I stay here in a nice, warm, cosy bed or in the house watching a bit of TV in the, in the morning, how am I ever going to show up and lead you guys? How am I ever going to turn around to my boy and say, well, when it's hard, son, you know, how this is how you're going to show up. You can't look at yourself in the mirror and do that. You've got to do what you said you were going to do. Regardless of the environment, regardless of what's happening around you, there has to be that emotional connection. My emotional connection to doing these five days is this. When I was six, my dad died of a heart attack. Okay, I was only six years old. I never really got to know him. And I feel like desperately sad that he burnt himself into the ground, that he lived an unhealthy life. He smoked and he drank to deal with the stress and it eventually all got on top of him. So my emotional connection very much is about you have a great opportunity to live your life, to be around to watch your son or your daughter get married, to watch them have a family, to watch them evolve and grow. And you can play a huge part in that. And it completely mind fucks me when blokes don't show up that. And they turn around and say to me, I've got nothing to show up for. I don't know how to show up. I'm not motivated to show up. And in a profile picture, I can see that bloke and his family in that picture. And when I go onto their profile, um, when I do my Facebook stalking to get some more research and I can see all the family pictures, it mind fucks me why those people are not showing up.
when they had this unbelievable opportunity to be the greatest father and role model that they could ever be, yet they're stressed because something's happening at work. Like at one point at a time, by the way, you could be made redundant at any point. You could be made redundant at any point. And the kids don't give a fuck what your role is. You could be the CEO of Manchester United. And all they want still is the same love that any kid wants of their father. The wife only wants you to be connected and be the guy that you want to be. Like if we ever had to sell this house and we lived in a two bedroom flat, we would still be happy. And that is what we're trying to get through to lads. It's that emotional connection to seeing the bigger picture. Like 97% of what you think is a problem is not a problem. If you got told you've got three months to live, that's a problem. If you got told that someone that you love dearly died, that's a problem. Not that your boss is fucking pissing you off. Not that your mobile phone keeps playing up. Not that you've got a chip in your car. These are just real life things, right, that we've got to manage. And I'm trying to teach lads how to live through that. I'm teaching them, trying to build this state of mind here so that they've become strong. And you can't quite see it. I can't move the computer. Let me try. The last one here of the frameworks is resilience. Okay? Is resilience. Let me just put this down here. You've got to show some resilience in everyday life, okay? We've got to. And we show resilience by showing up um, and making sure that we get to the next level of where we want to be. And it's absolutely crucial that we show that. Now, when we combine all of these together, what we have is a counter to the average mentality, right? So basically what we have going on here, we have all of this reinforcing our state of mind. And when we work on ourselves over a period of time, when we work on ourselves over a period of time, what we slowly start to do is build the four, okay? This becomes a lot thicker, a lot thicker. So it almost becomes like a nuclear bunker. And that makes it a lot harder for all of this BS, all of this bullshit to get on. So what ends up happening is it starts deflecting off you. And you'll find that a lot of the things that you used to get quite emotional about, you just don't give a fuck about anymore. Quite a lot of the things that used to wind you up, you've got it all in control. And that's the process. One of the lads, one of the things a lot of the lads say when they go through our training and go through our stuff is that they feel so much calmer about dealing with situations and stresses and, and they feel a lot more connected. When you take, if I could just reach into your brain and I could just lift out that black cloud that's full of shit and just move it out the side to be clear-minded about actually what's important in your life, you would feel like you've taken a weight off you, okay? And that's really important to understand. So that, in theory, guys, is how we're going to slowly move forward. And one of the things that I would encourage you to do is take a look at your scores and take a look at what you've got, right? <coughs> and I would encourage you to think about some of the principles that we've gone here, thinking about some of the things that are happening here, thinking about how you can reinforce this mindset and how would you improve your score by one, okay? How can you go up by one score? How can you improve it by 1%? How can you bring consistency, control and clarity to your life to upscore, your, upscore all of your scores by one? Or one of them by one. It doesn't have to be all. It's an individual basis. If you just said, right, I want to improve my health by one, by the end of the week, this is what I'm going to do. If I want to improve the way that I run my career and myself in my career, 
how do I go up by one? And it's kind of looking at, all right, what's the emotional connection to doing that? What's the reason I want to do that? What's the vision in the bigger picture? These are things that we always come back to, okay? They are standards, basic standards that we come to. Guys, does that make sense? If it does, hit the blue thumb button. Um, just comment that it makes sense, if you can relate to this. Um, and, and that is how we build our mindset, okay? This is how we go from zero to hero in our own lives. Because when this is unpenetrable, when you can't get through this, when this can't get in, and you're starting to look at things differently, that's when like, you naturally start making time to get fit. That's when you start losing weight. That's when you start connecting with your wife. That's when you start connecting with your kids. That's when you allow yourself to put your phone down. That's when you start believing in yourself. That's when you start looking in the mirror and going, mate, you're fucking much better than you think you are. And that's what we're trying to build, right? We're trying to build that mentality. Cool. So um, what I'm going to do is open up for a bit of Q&A for five, um, five minutes or so. What I would ask is if you could just make the questions to the point, guys, because it's very difficult to read uh, those questions on here. But just if there's any questions, then let me know. I've answered at least, I think, 15 questions from today's Q&A. Go, go and have a look at some of them. They might ask. They might um, answer Okay, so um, I'll answer questions here. 100%. And by the way, guys, this just doesn't just happen overnight, right? This doesn't just happen over. This takes work. This takes process. This takes understanding, right? I'm thinking about the 65% of people who haven't shown up who are going to miss out on this. Like, that could literally be, that could be the difference between saving a marriage and keeping a marriage. It could be the difference between having a long last relationship with a kid and not. It could be the difference between having a stroke and being a healthy heart. It could be the difference between keeping your business or losing your business or getting a promotion or thriving in your career. Uh, yes, Friday session will be on playback. Everything will be available to Monday. Can you give me some more examples of a daily 1%? Sure, yep. Um, going to the gym, doing your mobility, getting a meditation in, not eating anything fatty, um, drinking oat milk rather than full fat milk, saying no to a Coke and chocolate bar in the, in the garage. Super simple things that are really going to make a difference, right? Things that you might think, well, it's not going to make a difference. But if I did it for three months, it would make a difference. Um... So when I wake, uh, so when I wake, fuck motivation, think emotional connection. Yep, so you don't necessarily think, so when I first started getting up at 4.15, right, so like beforehand, I kinda, I've kind of worked it back from getting up at half seven in the morning over the last four years. When I get up at 4.15, I don't really think, it's just the way that I do things now. It's like brushing your teeth, right? When you brush your teeth twice a day, it's non-negotiable, right? It's non-negotiable. Um, when you need to go to the toilet, you just go and do it. It's non-negotiable. You just you just do it. When your car's running out of petrol, you don't think about it. You just go and get petrol. And what we try to do with lads is try to understand, first of all, the emotional connection to having to do that. So the emotional connection for me for brushing my teeth is that I want to stand there with no teeth, right? I don't want to look like a, um, a, an eight-year-old as a 44. So I'm going to brush my teeth. 
So you can understand why you're getting up at that time. You don't have to get up at 4.15. I don't encourage anyone to do that. That's just my decision to do that. I just, well, we'll talk a lot more about morning routines on Thursday, but you've got to understand the reason you do it until it gets to the point where it's just, you don't even think, you just do. Uh, yeah, that was me you were talking about uh, at the start of the session, already feeling a wee bit more positive, small steps fella, 100% Steve, that's all it is, 1%, there's another p- uh, example of a 1%, Steve getting a bit of tough love, Steve recognising the te- uh, tough love, hopefully waking up tomorrow and go, I'm going to stop fucking feeling sorry for myself and get myself sorted, alright, 1%, 1%. My biggest weakness is booze. Is it something you keep uh, in your life at all? I think it is in a controllable manner. Like I used to drink most nights, not heavily, like an amaretto, a couple of amarettos when I was going through my three years of like, like real <laughs> off the rails leaving the military. I was drinking all the time. Um, now I only drink on Fridays and actually very rarely do I even drink on Fridays anymore. So, but I think if you can do it in a controlled measured and you can actually build up to actually enjoy that drink or you deserve that drink, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. People use booze as a um, uh, as a healer. It's like virtual reality. You put virtual reality goggles on, right? And um, and you see a different world. Everything's smooth and fun and happy. And then you wake up the next day and you realise you get your hangover and it's the same Groundhog Day again, over and over again. How do you deal with guys who are interested in lots of things to improve on? For example, I want to be good at French, software packages, programming, exercise, drama. Fucking Jesus. How do you help with guys with those things? I'd say choose your priority. Choose the thing you want to work on first. Spend the next 90 days working on just one of those things because, the, the, for example, you are never going to do all of those things at once. So learn to prioritize. Understand that what you want to do most, what, what turns you on the most, and then go all in on that. Uh, I struggle with battling my PTSD. I know this will help me out, but the walls inside my head are high. Cheers for understanding. Anytime, Stu. And PTSD, you know, that's what I went through. I went through the trauma of changing my life dramatically from one environment to the other. Um, And I think control is a really key word with PTSD. Like, it's not avoiding the trauma. It's not a case of, like, it's a case of monitoring and being aware of your emotions one of the things that helped me greatly was writing down everything i was going through like what were the triggers what was i going through how who did it affect how did it affect them and it would make me understand and connect more and have more control of that emotional intelligence right that emotional with ptsd you can you can often be emotionally ambushed out of nowhere you can suddenly right really feel it and it's a case of like it's here i can feel it like let's handle this at a much higher level than I normally would without control. So by, by recognising it, by documenting it, it really helped with those elements of control. Good luck, Stu. You can get the books from uh, Amazon. How can you find direction in life when you feel lost? I guess that's where the 1% uh, uh, comes in, 100%. Like 98% of men that come through this process are lost, Okay. And, and it actually takes a process and time to find yourself, right? You have to be in a process to do that. You will not find yourself coming home, sitting on the sofa after work, sticking on Netflix and having a beer. I can guarantee you won't find yourself then. But if you go on a little adventure and you try and discover yourself, you try and find yourself, and you actually take action and show the fuck up, you're going to start learning about yourself. You're going to start learning about what you love, what you like, what you don't love, what you don't like, the people you want to be around, and how you want to get to that place. 
Uh, it's addiction, lads, drinks, drugs, gambling, porn. It's the same. Yep, 100%. It doesn't matter what it is. If you've got an addiction, if you do have an addiction, the first and, f- the first and foremost thing is to recognise and accept that. Okay, and don't lie to yourself about it. That's when you're then ready to go and get some help. How do you deal with overthinking? Um, good question. Uh, so quite often, a lot of lads will overthink and go straight to the worst case scenario. I think the biggest thing for me is practicing and developing the muscle in here of perspective. So it's kind of going through an SOP, a standard operation procedure. So what you'll end up doing is kind of going, right, I'm overthinking. Recognize that you're overthinking. Recognizing you're taking it to the worst case scenario and going, slow down, cowboy. All right, let's bring it back. And the more that you can do that, the more you can recognize that and rectify that thinking, the quicker you can flip it, right? We never fully stop overthinking. It's just in our human DNA, in our brain. But what we can do is flick the switch to go, I'm overthinking. Bring it right back to basics. Let's put some reality and logic behind whatever I'm overthinking. When people are attacking you, um, when people are attacking you and you are using your own emotional connection against you, kids, do you attack back by way of the courts and rest further misery as they become more aggressive? When she is the one being unreasonable, do you try and diffuse the situation and risk losing a lot in the future? Like always diffuse. Doing the right thing is always the right thing to do. I believe that every guy that makes the decision really knows the difference between what is a good, good decision and a bad decision they know in their gut what's the right thing to do and sometimes we can allow our anger sometimes we can let our ego sometimes we can let um, certain parts of our masculinity get in get in front of what we know is the right decision I make that error sometimes with my 15 year old boy sometimes I feel like I feel terribly guilty because sometimes there is a line he crosses it then I have to turn into the Hulk right and I hate that like I literally hate that and sometimes I can literally like lose it and then regret it. But I have to keep monitoring those emotions, right? So, but you know what is right. You know what is wrong in your head. You don't need me to tell you that that answer. You already know the answer. Overthinking, trying to guess what people are thinking has been a big problem for me lately. Hundred percent. Stop trying to overthink. Like, stop second guessing people. Like, I think there was a question earlier and somebody was saying, um, I really worry about what I say to people and how I come across to people and what people think of me. You've got to stay exactly about who you are and stick to your identity to become the best version of yourself, not the best version of what you think everyone else wants you to be. People then can either make the decision to like you or they can fuck off. All right. And that's the exact mentality I have with the way that I deliver my content, my training. If someone doesn't like it, unsubscribe, you can leave, okay, this is who I am, this is how I present, this is what I do, it's either like it or lump it, right, there's no negotiation, there's no like, I'm not negotiating who I am for the sake of somebody else, and that's something that I used to do, all right, so just be you, don't worry about what anyone else is thinking, just literally do what you're doing, will I be able to rewatch this, I've been occupied putting the little man to bed, God, I hope he doesn't me swearing like a trooper, yep, you will, good man, Stu, Followed you, for, uh, followed you for years. Uh, oh, right. Followed you for years now, mate. Got the book uh, and it's great a lot of what you've advised in my life. And I have to say, I'm in a massively better place. But again, as I see 
all the time, booze is my vice, it just wipes me out, all motivation like you, I'm down to a few drinks a month and my gains are immense, join the five day program similar like minded guys just to keep things going, good man Jamie, well done for implementing. Great stuff Ian, glad you love it, I have to learn life skills as I bury my head in the bubble of high, uh, ruin, uh, bubble of high ruined for my life so far. The only way is up Scotty, the only way is up and the fact that you've written that sentence to me is a 1% win of self-recognition of knowing where you are and knowing what you need to do. It's powerful. It's a powerful statement. Uh, Andy, do you ever miss uh, a workout, for example? And if so, how do you get back on track? Yep, I miss plenty of workouts. I put my back out on Saturday. I'm out for two months. Uh, sorry, two months. Two, three weeks. Devoed. It's life. We get on with it. Well, you know, I haven't got terminal cancer with two days to live. Do you know what I mean? Perspective. I certainly hope I haven't. Let me just touch wood there. And even if I did, what can you do? After six months of therapy, I've never heard things put so brilliantly and sounding so achievable. Thanks, JB. Can't wait for these five days. That, I'm very humbled with that, Dave. Thanks, mate. Uh, so I'm learning coping mechanisms daily. My daughter is 27. She can make or break my day in one call, 100%. And that's where you want to put yourself back in the controlling position, right? Not allowing external forces to dictate your mindset and it's difficult with kids because kids really have our emotional hearts right i've got 15 and a 17 year old and a one and a five year old and the 15 and 17 test those patients right like for the example i had a confliction with my boy today phoned triggered me first five minutes took myself for a walk put, put myself back into perspective come back in a much better mind you know kids really know how to get you how to get over low self-esteem, lack of self-belief is another barrier I come across. So low, low self-esteem is just, usually comes from a comparison when you compare yourself to others. Um, something has probably happened more likely within your childhood, within your life that has made you doubt yourself. We often look at too much of social media and compare ourselves to that. Watching too much porn, watching too much news, it all makes you feel shit and shitty and low, low in self-belief, like there's no hope. Now, I haven't watched news, the news. I made the decision not to watch it four weeks ago, and I can tell you that my insecurities have disappeared. I feel a lot more secure about myself, my future, my family. Um, I've done my best to try and stop watching porn. I'm sort of failing at that, but I will get to grips with one thing at a time. I've cut the social media scrolling, so I literally just create now and don't consume and that has been a huge game changer as well but you've got to believe in yourself you've got to believe in a reflection in the mirror and you go you're good enough you're fucking good enough it doesn't matter about what anyone else is it's about your journey it's you versus you she has my granddaughter age seven. Oh man tyson fury's book is good uh, yeah, it is good. I agree. I love Tyson Fury. Uh, everything you said felt like you were talking directly to me. Always a little sceptical about these style of courses, but I'm excited by the next five days and finding a way back to be the true me. Toby, uh, love that. Thank you so much. I get a lot natural. Get a lot of that as well, right? You should be sceptical. Some right dickheads out there. Uh, lost nine pounds this week and back hiking again, which is my therapy. It's made a big difference. And now this is pushing me to the next stage. Great, Ian. Guys, really great first evening. Thank you so much for your time and being here. Really appreciate you actually taking time. I'm sure your wives and your kids are there wondering what the hell you're doing. But it's all to make you better for them, right? 
Tomorrow is a completely different type of challenge. Enjoy it, embrace it, and, and I want you to really find that elite operator inside of yourself. I'm hoping that you're gonna find something tomorrow that maybe you haven't seen in yourself for a while, and I really want you to bring it, okay? I don't want any excuses. I wanna see the same people back here tomorrow that were here tonight. It could be the first course that it's done, but don't be one of those statistics that disappear. And then don't email me two months later saying I'm one of those statistics. Do email me, we get you back. But make sure you're here. All right, boys, have a great evening.